1: Wrapping up our final half hour here before we hand it off to the LSU Sports Radio Network, Herb yes, Tyler, sir. Christian Garrick here, Tiger at Tailgating. And, look, we've talked plenty of LSU the um, first two hours of the show. And, yes, we have. And, Herb, I know you've, you're dialed in to, to what's going on currently on the prep scene. You, you, you cut your teeth on the Louisiana High School uh, prep football uh, gridiron, and, and you know, it's very passionate to, to us down here uh, yeah. watching high school athletes play football, and it means a lot to a lot of communities. And I'm sure you're aware of, uh, of what's going on in Hanville in um, yeah. that football community. And Andrew Robeson earlier in the week, the Hanville quarterback, uh, his suspension was upheld um, by the LHSAA. Yeah, I heard. And and we talked to that young man yesterday, uh, me and Deuce did, and and it just seems like the LHSAA, who has the power, and Eddie Bonine, executive director, by the way, Eddie, if you're listening, and the LHSAA, once again, I said it yesterday, I'll say it again today, you have an open invite on any show that I'm on, open invite, yeah. you can come on anytime you want, we will make it work. Yep. Um but seeing this he has the opportunity Eddie Bodine has the opportunity to overturn a one year suspension on his own and he chose not to do so and i'm look I, i'm fine that you know the coach gets suspended for four games but a player losing his senior season it's really it's really damaging in a number of levels and i don't think the LHSAA really has has their their ear to the ground on this and recognizes the depth of the damage that they are doing and have done to um, to what I would say an innocent student athlete.
0: Yeah, I mean you know it's it's a difficult situation. Um, uh, you know what what exactly did the kid do to warrant one, a one year suspension in the first place? Um, they can't tell him that. They can't they right, can't tell him that. Right. They it, haven't told him that. Right. Especially his senior year, so he will never get this back. Period. He can't go back to high school and play again ever. Um, and then and, and then did you really truly open and uh, with the open mind listen? To the the appeal, and exactly what the kid and the parents were asking you to do, it was just asking you to really just reconsider what your thought process on it. Not it wasn't so much, "Hey, we need you to overturn it right now," and this is what you need to do. No, just listen to us, understand what we're saying, and go back and think about what you have done and see, did you make the right decision at this present moment? Um, I, and I don't know, I, you know, I think that I think the kids should. I don't see a one-year suspension. If you want to suspend them for two games, whatever, fine, Four games, whatever. Five games, whatever. I don't care. But a full one year, you know, you take away something that that's you know that's that the kid has not done anything to take away. He's
1: never getting it back. He's, not. He's never gonna He's get not. this He's senior not. year, and that's what it's supposed to be about. Not only here's here's why it's so far-reaching. Yes, Andrew Robeson is impacted. Yes, the Hanville Hon- University, I mean Hanville High School in that community is impacted. Yeah. But think about the I don't know 30 40 other kids on that team that 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 are without without their their quarterback and their friend well, and and, and, they're, and they're creating memories this has been a nightmare season for those players here's the
0: thing moving forward years to come I mean this is this this is you know the baseline now so anytime something like this happens or the smallest little detail thing um, it does it really truly want a one year suspension on a kid in high school I mean, we're talking high school. He, you know, we're not talking NCAA. And he he took you know money to to throw a game or something like that. He didn't do anything like that.
1: You go back and and, and asked you just asked a little while ago. Did you did you go into the meeting with an open mind? Mm-hmm. That appeal hearing, they did not. They clearly did not. And some of them were on their cell phones, paying attention to their cell phones during the presentation
0: yeah. uh,
1: from the from Hanville High School and during the the, the testimony from. Uh, from Robeson, Robeson from Andrew Robeson and it that shows you that they already came in with a rubber stamp. They were, they were they didn't care what was presented to them and that to me shows you that they're either stubborn or they're tone deaf. Yeah. either one pick your pick your choice. But I, I can promise you, I'll tell you this just from I've been on the phone uh, yesterday I spent 12 hours, literally 12 hours on the phone talking to different people that were close to this situation. And this isn't going away. This is not. This is just the beginning of this story. Uh, you'll see something on Monday. Uh, I think it's likely going to be a temporary restraining order that's going to change this a little bit and allow perhaps Andrew Robeson to get on the field, the opportunity to get on the field. Hanville's going to be in an interesting situation because if they if they decide to do that. Um, the the court can uphold that restraining order because the court can, can overrule uh, the LHSAA and it's going to put the LHSAA in even a bigger spot because now if they play, if Hanville high school plays Andrew Robeson and and acts on that temporary restraining order, then what do they do further to Hanville high school? Do they punish them further? Take away two years of eligibility to play in a postseason? stuff like that. So this story is just beginning. It's just getting its legs actually. And I, I think that, the LHSa is completely whiffing here. If they just simply re- overturn this, fine. Give them credit, quote unquote, for time served after two games, three games. Do that. Show that you have some compassion. The LHSa has has known for years that they are going to manipulate and bend the rules in their favor. They'll they'll overlook some some things. They'll break their own rules. The championship game of the 5A teams, that Hanville last year, they made it to the championship game. Each team was supposed to get fifteen thousand dollars. You know what they got? They got nine thousand dollars because the LHSAA told them. Now this is contract binding. All right. You know the LHSAA told them. Well, Superdome's too expensive. Not the not the teams and not the schools' problem. You violated a contract. Right. They violate their rules and they 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 decide when it's convenient to, for them when they want to enforce their rules. There's no consistency. None. I'm done. I'm finished. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, we'll come back. John and Gonzalez, this is WWLAMFMN.com. All right, winding down here on Tiger tailgating. Hey, re- reminder, after the game, about 90 minutes after the game, I'll be on the air for the Tiger point after, the purple and gold point after. So uh, tune in. Should hit the air about 7.30 all the way till 10 o'clock. want your reaction to what you see today between LSU and Auburn, a top 15 showdown, number 12, LSU, number 7, Auburn. John and Gonzalez, what's going on, John? You're on WWL.
2: Christian how y'all
1: doing all
2: right Jonathan. hey I'm gonna make three comments and then I'm gonna uh, let y'all uh, respond I'm gonna hang up after but number one I thought about Les Miles Les Miles was a was a great recruiter you know wouldn't, wouldn't LSU maybe even consider hiring him as a recruiter or something like that I know he had issues with trying to Develop a ed ogeron's a way
1: better recruiter than than les miles anyway he didn't do a lot of he didn't do he did the closing that's what that's what his role right. was he went and close the deal he wasn't this this renowned recruiter ed ogeron's actually a better recruiter
2: okay all right i just thought that you know les was still a, a pretty good coach i mean i thought it'd be just a waste of talent just letting him go uh but the the next comment is uh as far as that hornville thing it almost seemed like somebody got paid under the table or somebody had something against hornville or something because that that's ridiculous i can understand if the kid had a sexual assault charge or something like that but man a jersey are you serious
1: john ridiculous john i'm gonna um i'm gonna swallow the microphone here because it's it's, i'm trying to make this about lsu but I'll, i'll tell you john it's not about getting paid. I'll explore this more, and I'll expand on this more on Tuesday on Sports Talk. So make sure you listen in. I've got a ton of information that I'm going to I'm going to disseminate on Tuesday during Sports Talk, all right?
2: Okay. All uh. right. Well, thank you, guys. You bet.
0: All right, John. And look, that that statement about Les being a great recruiter, he is a great recruiter, but LSU's not going to hire him just to recruit. I mean, they're already paying him right now to sit at home. So, why? I mean, they're not going to. He's not going to agree to get a job so that he could not get paid to sit at home. That yeah, makes sense. exactly. Yeah. I
1: wouldn't. And look, there's also a realistic factor here. I don't want the guy that you that I replaced no, hanging around no, on my staff. No. No. It's no, nothing against no, it's, there's no animosity between Coach O no. and and, and Less, but I wouldn't. It's just like it's just like do you yeah, it's like tough. you get married and then the ex-husband still staying hang, hanging around, you know what I mean? Ah,
0: no, not happening. Right, exactly. <laughs> you got the kick, kick rocks, son. Yeah, kick rocks, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, Deuce, I mean, excuse me, Deuce. Uh, Herb, your final thoughts here uh, on LSU Auburn? You know, I'm
0: teasy. I'm not Deuce, I'm teasy. That's right. That's off right. the heasy baby. Teasy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: my final thoughts, man. My final thoughts on the LSU-Auburn game is, you know, um, coming off of a, 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 a win, a really good non-conference win against a, you know in-state team, um, Thirty-one to nothing. I think the defense is going to go into this game really confident, um, with a lot of swag with that Dave Aranda um, energy that I really love. Um, I think we'll see a couple of turnovers. Um, I don't see why we can't get an intercept or two here in this particular game as well as a fumble recovery. They're going to Armand's going to give us everything that we can handle. Uh, uh, defensively or offensively, shall I say. And then on offense, uh, I'm, I'm with you, Christian. I think we gotta we got to toss the ball down the field some, man. We can't just sit on our heels and try to, you know, like I always say, bulldoze these guys. We can't do that. We, we've got to be a, somewhat of a finesse team early, and then we can crease them with the run once we spread them out. Um, and I'd like to see Joe Burrow really grow up uh, in the LSU offense, not necessarily grow up as a quarterback, but grow in this offense today. Um, we've been holding back, holding back, as they say, um, some some tiers of the offense, and it's time now to release that. It's time to get the ball to the outside guys and, and the ball in the hands and let those guys make plays. Hopefully, we can incorporate the tight end a little bit, um, but I'm not sure how much we'll actually do that. Um, and then special teams, if our field goal kicking can stay consistent as we have been, that'd be great. Three points each time we, we, we attempt the field goal. That's awesome. And then if we can control the, um, the, the field positioning a little bit, and like you said, maybe get a, a punt return, kick return for a touchdown or, or really just a huge one. Turnover for a touchdown. That would definitely give us a, a huge momentum boost.
1: Yeah. Look, if you're LSU and if your approach is we're going to play power run game against this team consistently, no, not gonna you're going to get run out of the stadium. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. going to get run. Out. I'm fine with doing it here and there. Cause you got, you got to keep modest. You got, you can't just spread them out all the time. Right. Uh you got to have balance but if that's their approach they're 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 gonna fail uh i i think that you have to take shots as i mentioned you want to spread out this this front it's a really good auburn front so you want to move them a little bit and you want to move them by making them create space yeah a lot of zone stuff right marty final phone call of the day what's going on Marty you're on Wwl hey Christian just be real quick for you one uh
0: first
2: of all let me ask you this I was reading in the paper today uh, when I'm doing my LSU research on the game, and one of the things I saw was it says that our um, our um, wide receivers really haven't been named yet. One's not stepping out in front of the other, you know, doing that much better. Don't you think it's time at this point with an Auburn game coming up that you, that you, you name your starter, you name your the, the guy, you don't just play him around. Let him know. Let him stop looking over his shoulder. Or is that –
0: simplified am i wrong marty um you know the thing about it is they they have starters they name starters or whatever um the thing is they're they're talking about no one has actually stepped up and assumed that role of being a go-to guy jamar chase is a guy that they're looking at um he's a true freshman and and they're like he made a play last week that kind of stuff but the one guy that i think that's been consistent is, is is justin jefferson He's really caught the ball really well. He's been open. He's made plays after the catch. Um, But, you know, you got Steven Sullivan. You got, you know, I mean, you you got so many guys that are just really not, uh, I guess, having the opportunity. And that's the best thing I can say because it's not so much that they're not stepping up. It's just really they haven't had the opportunity to do so.
1: Marty, thanks for the phone call. LSU and... Auburn today at two thirty, about two hours away. We'll hand things off to the LSU Sports Radio Network in a few moments. Here I am, uh, Herb, and look—I know I'm Debbie Downer, right? I'm sitting yeah. here outlining all the things that LSU has to do to win this game. I—I I just don't think they're going to be able to accomplish it. I got a low-scoring game, Auburn seventeen, LSU thirteen. Unfortunately, first loss of the season for LSU coming.
0: No, I mean I—I I, I agree with you as far as low-scoring game. I—I don't—I don't think this would be anything like the Miami game. Um, but I do disagree with you on the outcome of the game. Okay? I'm sure you do. So I'm looking at LSU 21. Now nah, let me not say let me not say 21 because it's going we're gonna need a field goal here and there. So I'd say 17. LSU 17. Auburn 10. How about that?
1: Mm, that'd be like big. That. Look, if that happens, Cause if that happens, you will now have LSU in the conversation for being a playoff team. Right now, I'm two and zero with my picks, baby. Let's see what happens from there. <laughs> I don't even want to count my record. I'm terrible <laughs> at this stuff. All right, want to thank uh, David Potter at Master Control, also Logan or uh, Joey Falgu for the first two Big hours Joey. as well. Go Tigers and uh, Herb Tyler is always a pleasure, man. Had a lot of What's fun it? with you. Simplify. I'm out. And LSU and Auburn official pregame show on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Up next with the voice of the Tigers, Chris Blair. So long. Go Tigers. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.